When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings and salutations. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Black and Bougie Podcast. Again, that is the Black and Bougie Podcast. And I am your host, Justin. Thank you everyone for joining and connecting with me one more time. So I am now officially in, I believe this is episode number three. That's a big, that's a big thing for me. Um, Episode number three. Again, when I started this, didn't really know what to expect, but I can tell you uh, my expectations have been exceeded um, by everyone's support, everyone's shares, everyone's follows, subscribe, um, all of those things. Um, There's just been there's been nothing but love. And I appreciate you all for the support, because without that, I would literally be here in a room talking to myself, which you know, it's kind of, I think, the success of it because, I, again, it was looked at as something that was therapeutic for me, um, but I'm able to kind of share that therapy with the world. Uh, it was a, it was been an interesting week. We all know what's been going on politically. Definitely not getting into any of that. Um, I think we've all heard enough about that on the news, so I'm done. But something that was um, actually just as stressful for me was I had an amazing interview early this week. Amazing. It was my first one. It's going to be like, boom, the kicker. The one that just like sets the expectations for interviews to come. Um, with a really good friend of mine, Ray Daniels, who is the senior vice president of A&R for Warner Records and also Radar Management, with this, which is his company. Very success- successful um, young brother from the South Side, College Park, um, just like me. And we really started just talking about success and what black and bougie means to both of us and how great it is to meet up later on in your life with people from your childhood. But you meet up in success, not into not in um, in depression, jail. You're both needing you're both needing to be able to use some assistance to move forward, but actually to meet up in success. Awesome, awesome interview guess what happens next it doesn't record so we're just vibing and connecting and talking about all these different things and literally it does not record it had the illusion of recording but it did not so then this is when I had to jump into my my leadership bag my mentorship bag for myself because man I was to my kid I took to my wife and every time they would mention something and it would play the episode would play back in my head like ah, I need to be able to just press play right now and let them listen to this because this this is for that moment this is for that thing that they're talking about and so I had to say to myself if you only have one episode and that makes or breaks your entire podcast then you shouldn't be doing it 
because failures are going to come. Um, the outcome is not going to be what you want. And you've got to be able to keep it pushing and move forward. So that is what I'm doing. I'm going to keep it pushing and I'm going to keep moving forward. And we're going to save um, the Ray Daniels interview for another time when our schedules can connect and we can do it again. Um, but I will say what was birthed from that episode were some things that I could talk about for for a lifetime. And we probably didn't both didn't think it was going to go this way. But it made me think about the importance of your circle, the importance of your team, and the roles that each person has within that team. So as I'm I'm sharing, you know, some of my thoughts with another really, really good friend of mine here in Atlanta. I mean, in Orlando. And she says to me, um, you need to listen to this. So she sends me this um, YouTube of T.D. Chase, you know, someone, uh, he's a minister, he's a motivational speaker. It's not about religion. I'm going to talk about it anyway. Um, but it's about um, the motivational speaker and what he talked about was something that I felt you know what we all need to kind of take a reset and think about this as we move forward in our journeys of this thing called life and so he talked about three different types of friends um, three different types of people that are important to your life and the first one that he talked about it was a confidant and the confidant was somebody he was he was basically saying that this is your ride or die this is to the wheels fall off friend and this is when the wheels do fall off they're actually walking with you up the road because the car just stopped this is and you don't have a lot of these so like for me my confidant or one of my confidants is my wife um because with a confidant, they're not always there just to like hip, hip, hooray and cheer you. No, they're also there to tell you, man, you need to, you need to reset. You need to reboot. You need to control all the lead because you are not moving and shaking in the right direction. And you got to be able to accept that because they are there 100% for you. 100% for you. I have another, um, name is Jabron, childhood friend, really, really good friend of mine. We can talk to each other twice a year. And it's like we're talking for a lifetime because we truly, truly care about each other. And I'm going to tell you how good of a friend that this person was. I've talked about and I've shared that I had a cancer battle. And when I had this cancer battle, living in Illinois at the time he hops on a, he hops on a flight he comes in for my first really days of chemotherapy he was there so it wasn't something that my wife just had to share that burden alone um, he came there and they tell you what chemo is going to be about but you don't really really know until you're in it and it was destroying your body it's a poison destroy the cancer and it's actually taking pieces of you at the same time so he was there he cooked for my family 
played with my kids. I mean, he was just, he, he was, he was a solid, solid friend. So not, that's not where the confidant piece really just comes in. The confident, the confidant piece comes in for, I was sick. I was in the, I was in the basement and I would just be on my laptop. I didn't want to talk to people. Didn't really want to deal with any of that. And I would just be on my laptop constantly just looking at stuff. So I dozed off. And then when I got up, he said to me, he's like, hey, just by the way, I just cleared your history and, and your laptop. You need to squash all of that that you're listening to. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's not good for you. He was like, you need to have nothing but the right energy going into your ears. And from what I saw in your laptop, none of that is going to help you heal. And what I was listening to, it was just really things that basically take real estate up in your mind with no real value. I mean, I was looking at world star hip hop videos, uh, real housewives of whatever. I mean, I was just looking at listening to all of this stuff and it wasn't motivating me to get better. So from a confidant standpoint, he was rooting for me for my health and well-being to get better. And he saw something that wasn't going to help me. So he helped to eliminate it. Not only just did he eliminate it, he gave me the reasons why he eliminated it. Truly there for me. So confidence. Make sure you have a couple of those with you. Now the second um, that he talked about was constituents. And these are people that are not there for you. They will work with you as long as you as long as you are what they are there for. Don't mistake them for confidence because it's about the cause and it's not about you. So how many of us have had those people in our lives that are just they're really there um, just because, you know, we, we believe in the same thing. But whether you're there or not, it doesn't really, really matter as long as they're getting to the goal of that cause. So whether it's eliminating something that they don't like or it's pushing forward something that something they do like and you all have a common ground and care about that thing. Sometimes we mistake those people for confidence. Sometimes we mistake those people for people that truly, truly care about us. But it's not about us. It's about the cause. So then you have that third group, which are, is your, your comrades, right? So those are people that they're really just against what you're against. You have a, you have a common enemy. So because you want to attack this thing, or you're against, not even attack it, you're against this thing, and they're against that thing, awesome. We can go to battle against this thing but I'm not about your cause because maybe I believe in in lower taxes you believe in higher taxes um, but the enemy is someone that we, we come to grounds with it's not about your issues it's just about we are both against this person that's the comrade now don't get me wrong you have to you, you at a certain point you have to have all of these people within your life but what I'm telling you is don't mistake 
those two other groups with a confidence. That's a special, special person. And you need those in your life. I remember, I can't believe I'm about to tell you all this, but I remember it was 96. And I was working, um, working at a hotel. And I had a relief <laughs> supervisor position. I wasn't even a full supervisor. I did it a couple of days a week. And I was, you know, super excited. I got the opportunity. I'm like, I'm on this hustle to get to get to the next level and, and be a leader. And I'm like, yes, you need somebody to do it on the weekends and on the evening shift. Yeah, I'm, I'm your person. So I didn't know it, but there is the director of security who we talked, you know, we sit at lunch together, chat, talk. We knew each other. We were very, very cordial with each other. And I had no idea that he was watching me. And I'm going to explain to you what the watching me part means. Um, I was, I was bougie. I was upwardly mobile. I was, I was getting ready to get to the goal. Obviously, you can see up where I am now today as a general manager, but I was pushing. I was there. And I'm not going to tell you what the, actually, the, the bad thing that I did because I don't want to incriminate myself. But what I did at that time, 100%, I should have been terminated. Clearly, there's no investigation needed. I should have been terminated. I would have terminated myself if I was in the position. And so I come into work one day and he calls me into the office and, you know, I just thought it was like, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Cause you have to walk by, you know, to, to, um, to your area by his office. He says, Hey, come in for a moment, closes the door and the tone and the energy was one of like, uh Oh, and so he says to me, he says, I'm going to ask you just one time, did you do this thing? And I was like, you know what? What do I got to lose? This is a housekeeping job. I was like, might as well just go ahead and tell the truth. I was like, yeah, I did it. And he sat there for a moment. And you could tell that his mind was working. And I thought the next moment was I'm going to be told to thank you. Um, give me your keys, give me all of your things. You no longer work here. So he says to me, he says, I'm going to give you an opportunity. He says, you can either take it or you can go. He says, do you realize what you did was wrong? I said, absolutely. He says, will you never do this again? I said, absolutely. I won't. He says, so here's the payback great now this is something that you maybe hear in a movie or but like I wasn't expecting to hear something like that in real time and I'm like excuse me he says the only payment that I want for making this go away is for you to be great because I can see the greatness in you so needless to say, I cried. I cried at that moment. And I told him, I said, it will never, it will never, ever happen again. And trust me, I will be great. 
six months later, I think I got my first management job and then I headed to Florida. What I said by watching was he was a confidant in disguise. I had no idea that this person was rooting for me. I mean, he was literally rooting for me in silence and saying, I can see the greatness in you. Just be great. And even now, I tell you these are therapeutic, even now in this conversation, I've told people, like, look, nobody can nobody can want greater for you than you want for yourself. Actually, that's not true when you have a confidant. Because he was rooting for me when I couldn't even see it. I'm out here doing some craziness at work, getting ready to lose my job, even though it was only me making $460, $65 a week. I'm getting getting ready to lose this job. And here's this person that can see my destiny years down the road and is saying, be great. You have to have confidence in your life. You have to. You've got to have people in your circle that are not just in your circle, but they're rooting for you. They're rooting for each other. And you actually... You have to do a self-check on yourself and say, am I a confidant to others? Like, am I there for people the way that I want people to be there for me? Do a little, do a little uh, self-check. You know, we always do homework. I always ask you to do homework at the end of these. Do some homework and, and put on paper. Who are my confidants? Who are my constituents? And who are my comrades? And do I fall in this list with those people? It's important to our society for you to know where you stand and for where others stand. These things are so moving to me because I, because I am a, I always tell you that I'm an, I'm, I'm an introvert. You know, I was talking to a cousin last night and this cousin, she's on my, she's on my, um, my father's side. And I really didn't have a relationship, you know, with my, with my father. Um, you know, he was, he was for the streets, you know, and it, it just, it, it didn't, it didn't happen. I'm not, I'm not going to go into the details yet. That will definitely be for another episode, but I, I didn't have a relationship. So I have this cousin we somehow connected during, um, I think it was Facebook and, and I, and I spoke to my father's um, brother, my uncle, and he was telling me how, you know, you're my, you're my nephew, you're, you're my blood and we've got to be there for each other. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, I'm, I just wasn't a people person like that. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, I get it. And then, so his daughter comes into and she was there like over the years trying to make a connection with me trying to talk to me trying to make a connection and I'm just like pushing away I'm like man I'm in motion I gotta keep things going keep things going we would talk every now and then and so a couple weeks ago she FaceTimed me and I said I need to pick this up and man 
and she gave me um, <laughs> the disciplining that I deserve. She says, look, we're family and we need to be there for each other. And I was like, yeah, you know, I said, you know what I said, but you know, cause I don't, I didn't, I don't, I don't pick up the phone. I don't answer text messages. And she gave me the business. Like my wife actually enjoyed it. She was like, I love seeing somebody give you the business like that. And as she was saying this to me, I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I said, but you know what? I'm, it's like an addict. Like you have first have to acknowledge the problem. Then you can correct the problem. And she said to me, and is that where you stop? You acknowledge it and that's it. You don't fix it after that. So long story short, she came down to Orlando to, you know, celebrate her, her daughter's um, birthday, her eighth birthday. And they were here last night and man, we had a good time. I mean, we had a really, really good time. Our families connecting, the kids were playing and you know, her mother was here and told some stories of, of my father and got to know him. And I actually saw the light of my father within her. And that let me know that we were family. And as a part of the family that I just really never connected with. It was really only my, really only my mother's side um, that I was connected with. And I saw it and I felt it. And I was feeding off of that energy. And I thought about for years, because I'm talking, I think I connected with her again in 2013, 2012. And for all of those years, she was forcing the connection. We need to be family. We need to be family. We need to connect. And she's not somebody who was looking for a dollar or looking, you know, looking for what she can get out of it. She only wanted us to be there for each other. Confidant. Someone that only cares about you. I hope this message is, is, is hitting home that you have to allow yourself, give yourself permission to make sure that you have confidence in your life and be a confidant to someone. I hope this touched you the way it, the, the way that it touched me. Um, this can be a series all by itself about key relationships and, and what they are and what you are. But as I said earlier, your homework is going to be go back, evaluate yourself, do that self-check because that's important, and then evaluate the people that are around you. And I'm not about boxing because here's the other thing, you know, you know, I'm bigger than the box, like don't box people in, but you got to know where people stand because some of those people can't convert. They can't convert into, you know, from a possible comrade or a constituent but you just have to know where they stand. And the last thing that I can say about that is be careful with who you share your dream with because people will tank your dream if they are not a confidant. Now you'll need some of those people along the way that, that fit in those other categories to get you to your dream, but you have to know where they stand and you have to know where you stand. Your dream is not for everybody because as you're trying to get to that dream, if you're all of a sudden you and the comrade are just trying to like attack the enemy, what happened to the dream? You're so focused on attacking that enemy that the dream and the building of the dream 
has just been pushed to the side because you have all of a sudden made it all about attacking that enemy. Mm-mm. But when you have those confidence and they're like, hey, what about the dream? What are we doing for the dream? What do you need me to be for the dream? That's what's important. Don't share your dream with everyone. I had someone one time, they said to me, they said, hey, look, you can't do this thing. Like you can't do this thing if you don't have money. If you don't have the money to put towards this dream, it's not going to happen. And I was like, oh, really? No, it's not going to happen. Now, as we were talking about this thing, it was something that we had both talked about and shared and say, hey, we're going to do this thing. And I didn't have the funds to put towards it the way that they wanted to, to do it. And they were like, it's not going to happen if you can't do it this way. I said, okay. Worst thing you could tell me was no, because I'm going to figure it out. So what did I do? I figured out my dream. I figured out why I wanted that dream because I wanted something for my family I wanted a legacy for my family so I took my dream and I elevated it with my confidants around me people that were 100% in it for me the comrades and the constituents yeah you know we had a had a common ground and we could push forward and we can do this, but no, 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 no. You're not gonna tell me no, that I can't do my dream, that I can't do, and what is my dream? My dream is to create legacy wealth for my family. Something that when I'm long and gone away, that they can hold and cherish and build up and do whatever it is that they want to do. That was my dream. But you can't sit there and tell me that I can't do will ride with you until the end of time and if there's something else after the end of time then they'll still be there with you so make sure your circle is where it needs to be I hope that this was um, as therapeutic for you as it was for me um, I look forward to speaking to you all again um, please again follow my uh, my Instagram black and bougie podcast um share like dm things that you want to talk back talk about give me your feedback um i look forward to sharing with you all once again thank you for being a part of the black and bougie